0: That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code super24.
1: I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both.
2: 844-Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
1: Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here, in the middle. This
0: is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds.
3: This is a
1: quote from Mark
3: Halpern's Wide World of News today. No matter how well Joe Biden handles this war in the Middle East, divided passions within his own party over Israel... And Republican attacks over Israel seem much more likely to do him political damage than he is to gain any benefit from the nation rallying around a wartime president. Sadly, I agree with that. I'm not I'm not rooting for a political bump for Joe Biden, but I think that his handling of the situation, such a dicey, such a complicated situation, I think that I think that he's had a steady hand so far. I do believe, you know, saying certain things in public while offering caution and guidance and encouraging restraint behind closed doors is probably the way to go. You don't want there to be a perception of any crack in the alliance between the United States and Israel. But by the same token, you know, you've got to step in uh, and say to the Israelis, hang on, you're at risk now of overplaying your hand. You may already have overplayed your hand. I, I think... I think that his his tenure, his seasoned citizen status is actually an advantage in these events. Now, do I expect there to be political benefit that he derives from it? no, like mark halpern i don't i don't i don't I don't because I think we're so dug in politically that it's hard to see people rallying. To this president or any other president, I feel like we're stuck in a world of approval ratings in the mid 40s, if you're lucky. And I also believe that this subject is complicated. Someone said to me yesterday, someone whose opinion I trust, and they didn't mean it as a criticism, they meant it as an observation. But they said to me, you know, I listen to your your program most days and in the last three plus weeks you've been, this was their estimate, you've been 80 or 90 percent Israel and Gaza. And I said, that's that's probably true. You know, in the third hour of the program, I feel like I can take the pressure off a little bit and move on. Today's a great example of that. Um, I'm doing it because, A, I'm interested. B, I'm worried. C, I think it's it's that big of a story. But D, I wonder what the attention span might be and the interest level might be. Of listeners, maybe not so much to POTUS, because I I take it for granted, like, I'm not playing songs here. You know, this this is what you get. This is what I do. When I'm thinking about the CNN world, I know that all the cable outlets have gotten a bump, Fox more than any other. But you've heard me say this before. On a Saturday, I get four blocks. Five if we cut them short. (laughs) When All is said and done. It's four blocks, and it's like four minutes a guest. That's it. And in collaboration with my my team and my producer, I have to make a decision: how many of the four blocks are we going to dedicate to Israel? And for the last three weeks, it's pretty much been all of them. Now, I want to I want to do what I think is right, but I also have an obligation to try and drive eyes and ears. It's just a subject that's on my mind. I'm sorry, I, I took a little bit of a detour. I really wanted to say that I think Halpern is right in saying that there's not a political silver lining in any of this for Joe. Mike Murphy, the the esteemed conservative slash Republican consultant, was here two days ago amplifying a piece that he wrote for The Bulwark in which he said preseason's over as it relates to the Republican nomination. Preseason's over. Everybody got their touches. And now we got to winnow the field. He's a never-Trumper. Okay, he he wants someone to take down Donald Trump. So Murphy made the pitch that everybody needs to get off the stage now, except Nikki Haley. So yesterday's poll question I asked, would it change anything? Would it change the final outcome if every GOP candidate challenging Trump except Nikki Haley dropped out now? We had the sweet spot vote of 22,997. For goodness sakes, can somebody go find three more people to vote on today's poll question? And what was the result? 50.42 to 49.58. They don't get closer than that. You know, if 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 they were rounding in the numbers, it would be a 50-50 vote. Would it change the final outcome if every GOP candidate challenging Trump except Nikki Haley dropped out now? If you care,
2: Ask your doctor about Cocentix.
4: My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive.
1: Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open
3: doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
0: The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and time on the Sirius XM app.
3: Somebody called the program yesterday and uh, said, <laughs> What about Trump's gaffes? Like, how come all of his mistakes and misstatements and malapropisms aren't trumpeted about the way they are with Biden. After all, Trump is 77, uh, Biden is 80. And I said, oh, I just saw a story, I'll include it in the newsletter tomorrow, that tallied up Trump's verbal gaffes. It's from ABC. Quote, during his latest rally while criticizing rival Joe Biden for his gaffes as a candidate, Donald Trump had some stumbles of his own. Quote, a very big hello to a place We've done where we've done very well. Now, I'm the one making the gaffes. hard to talk. A very big hello to a place. Hello, Cleveland. A very big hello to a place where we've done very well. Sioux Falls. Thank you very much, Sioux Falls. Trump boomed into a microphone as he launched into his remarks. He was actually in Sioux City. Like, not a big thing unless you're the people of Sioux City. Right. (laughs) Who cares? Except the people in Sioux City, Uh, Sioux Falls is South Dakota. And while the blunder caught the attention of those in the crowd who shouted out the right location, he didn't correct himself until a state lawmaker whispered in his ear. The Biden campaign soon seized on the Sioux Falls slip in the latest example of how Trump is being scrutinized. And then the ABC story goes on to say polling shows that Americans have concerns about the advanced age of both men. More people have issues with the age of Biden, who is the oldest ever president. Now, see, here's an opportunity to editorialize while reporting on facts. I just this just occurred to me. I'm looking at this paragraph in the ABC story. It says that there were, you know, the American public is worried about each of them, but more worried about Biden on the age issue. Seventy four percent of Americans said that Biden is too old to run for reelection. That's up six points from May. Trump seen as too old by only, comparatively speaking, 50 percent. I mean, It's significant. Seventy four percent say Biden's too old. Fifty percent say Trump is too old. But let me just make this observation as, as one who has written news stories. End essays and opinion pieces. Here's what it says. More people have issues with the age of Biden, who is the oldest ever president. And then they finish the sentence this way and would be 82 at the start of a second term. Is that accurate? That is accurate. What's a different way to express that? To point out that he'll be 86 when he leaves. And like, there's a, there's a choice. Somebody writing this piece could have gone in either direction. And I would say you can soften it a little bit by saying, and he'll be 82 when he starts his second term. Or you can say he'll be 86 when he finishes his second term. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of it. Anyway, uh, Ron DeSantis trying to make some hay over Trump gaffes. I need to point something out. When you hear in this audio, I'm just going to play you like 30 seconds or so. But when you hear Donald Trump making reference to President Obama, he's not intending to make reference to President Obama. And this is not like 2016. This is more recent. And any Obama reference, correct me if I'm wrong, T.C., is really him talking about Biden, right? We built almost 500 miles of wall. Even the Obama administration
5: says it in their stats.
1: You say you would order the Defense Department to use special forces to inflict maximum damage I didn't say that. People said I said
5: that. Furthermore, I will order the Department of Defense to make appropriate use of special Special forces forces to inflict 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 maximum maximum damage. damage. There's a man, Viktor Orban. Did anyone ever hear of him? He's the leader of, right? He's the leader of Turkey. Fronts on both Russia. Arrest their leading political opponent, leading by a lot, including Obama. I'll tell you what, you take a look at Obama and take... Look at some of the things that he's done. This is the same thing. The country is very divided. You get it, right?
3: And we did. And and by the way, it's it's an ABC story that I posted today in the newsletter. I see this just happened within the last hour, as far as I know. Now CNN's got it. Same type of story. During a summit in Washington, Trump claimed that Biden could plunge the world into World War II which ended nearly 80 years ago and appeared to confuse Biden with former President Obama, saying he was leading Obama in the national polls. Uh, Let's talk about polls. Brand new Quinnipiac survey just came out on the Republican side of the aisle, a a national survey, so take it with a grain of salt. Trump at 64% among Republican and Republican-leaning voters, uh, followed by Ron DeSantis at 15, Nikki Haley at 8. I've seen other surveys that are the reverse of that that showed DeSantis in decline and Haley now in second position. Uh, On the Democratic side, Joe Biden at 77 percent, Marianne Williamson at eight. I thought this was interesting. Minnesota uh, Democratic Congressman Dean Phillips, who did an event in New Hampshire yesterday, at six percent. I would have figured nobody's heard of him yet. I would have put him at two percent. I would have been wrong. But that's not why I bring this up in terms of their very recent polling. I gave you the R's. I gave you the D's. What if you throw in an I? Very interesting. When the hypothetical 2024 general election matchup broadens to include environmental lawyer and anti-vax activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is now running as an independent. What do you think the number is that Kennedy gets as an independent? I am really surprised by this. Robert, don't call me, just kind of answer out loud, you know, a little thought bubble as you're driving in your car. Where is RFK Jr. right now, according to Quinnipiac nationally, running as an independent? 22%. 22%. And there seems to be a flip here where, remember the idea was, oh, any independent who's in the race is going to hurt Joe Biden because, that Trump support is so lockstep, nothing's going to move them, nothing's going to shake them, so you throw anybody else into the mix and it's good for Donald Trump, it's bad for Joe Biden. Apparently not. In this survey, it is Biden 39, Trump 36, Kennedy 22. Uh, My caveat to that would be to say, if he can get on the ballots. If he can get on the ballots. And I, I I have no confidence that Cornell West is going to get on a sufficient number of ballots to, to impact this race. Maybe those are famous last words. Do you know what my my tell is for Cornell West? That we've invited Cornell West and he hasn't responded. Now, you might say, how braggadocious of you. Who cares about your program? They were like, well, so what? No, if you want to reach people and you're really, if you're really running and you're Cornell West, Meaning you're struggling for ballot access, you'd come on this program the way Dean Phillips did I was about within 24 to say, hours. I was about to say, right? Yes. Okay. Something else about uh, something else about RFK. There's a Politico analysis of where he's this. This again goes to who might he hurt more as between Trump and Biden. There's a Politico analysis also linked today in the newsletter uh, about where his money is coming from. He's drawn millions of dollars from donors. Now, I think that what's what's most important is that the majority of his $10 million raised from large-dollar donors came from voters who didn't make any federal donations during the 2016 or 2020 cycle. That needs to be said. So the bulk of Kennedy's money is coming from newbies, at least as it relates to the last two cycles. But when you break it down by... Who's remaining and have they donated? It's more R's than it is D's. 2,100 donors giving nearly $2 million previously made contributions on the Republican Donation Service, WinRed. Far fewer donors previously gave through Democrats. Act Blue, 1,700 by comparison, they gave $1.4 million. I referenced Dean Phillips a moment ago. The interview that I did with him here, we released it as a podcast. If you missed it, I think it's a really good primer. It might even be a good primer in terms of who is this guy. Karl Rove says in the Wall Street Journal today that Democrats are making a mistake, that the Biden campaign is making a mistake by even talking about him. That what they ought to do is just ignore him. Um, oh, and I also wanted to say something about this. I thought this was a real non-starter, and then I'll and then I'll surrender the floor to all of you. There was report yesterday of a flap. Uh, a senior black Democrat telling ABC News that Dean Phillips had been disrespectful to people of color. I'm paraphrasing because he was skipping a very diverse state to get to a non-diverse state. This is the issue where, you know, Biden wanted the primary of South Carolina to be first. New Hampshire says, no, it's our state law. We go first. That's now turned into someone saying that uh, I don't think that they actually, who am I talking about here? Congressional Black Caucus Institute Chairman Benny Thompson from Mississippi came close to calling Phillips a racist, saying he was disrespectful to voters of color. Why? Because he's going to adhere to the New Hampshire law that says New Hampshire goes first and seek advantage because he's got a better shot of, of earning a name for himself in New Hampshire than in South Carolina. I see nothing racist about that I see pragmatism. And finally, finally, as I'm giving you the twenty twenty four update, Axios has a piece that we also linked to today talking about no labels. I said Carl Rove thinks the Biden campaign ought to ignore Dean Phillips. There's apparently a deliberate strategy being undertaken by the Biden campaign relative to no labels, which is don't go alienating Nancy Jacobson, who runs no labels, because hopefully in the end, no labels will look at the polling and pull the plug on the third party candidacy that they are working toward, realizing it could only help Donald Trump. So don't antagonize her, because in the end, we want she to just fold the tent and go away. All right. Now... You're up to date on the politics.
0: This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM.
3: Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com.
1: Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis, but Cosentix treats both.
2: Learn more at cosentix.com or
1: 1-844-cosentix. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. My son had a gift with technology.
4: With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive.
1: Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity
3: and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
0: The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app.
3: Dale, Lakeland, Florida. What did you want to say?
5: A long-time listener, first-time caller, thanks for Thank you. taking my call, Michael. Sure. Big Joe Biden supporter. I uh, think Kamala Harris has done an adequate job. But for the sake of our country, we continue to talk about this. I just can't figure out why someone hasn't talked about uh, Kamala Harris resigning Uh, Not because of any other reason, but for the sake of this country, I just feel like, unfortunately, a a younger male uh, candidate, along with Joe Biden on the ticket, would bolster our chances of winning.
3: Now, is that something you believe she ought to recognize on her own and take action?
5: I would hope so, but that hasn't happened. I was just thinking and talking to my wife about it, who's a huge anti-Trump individual, as we both are. I don't think she has recognized it. I would hope she would. Well, I mean, it's think that the campaign. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean, nobody nobody wants to tell the emperor they have no clothes. The the people who are in her inner orbit would see their their own stature diminished if she were to leave that gig, right? So I've seen this dynamic countless times where close to politicians, maybe close to candidates, nobody wants to say it's not in the cards and the person has to recognize it themselves. It kind of reminds me uh of President Obama trying to gracefully let Ruth Bader Ginsburg know that it was time to go. And she didn't. And consequently that was a pickup for conservatives because she didn't do so. If I'm Kamala Harris, you know, I, I guess I'm saying to myself, I'll be finished politically. If the perception is that I'm stepping aside voluntarily because I believe I'm a drag on the ticket, where am I going next? And to get to the VP position, they all think that they're qualified and and, and ready to be the, uh, the commander in chief. It's an interesting question, Dale. Thank you and your wife for for raising it. And thank you for finally dialing the phone.
5: All right. Thank you so much, Michael.
3: Thank you. Uh, To Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, Phil. Greetings. What of the 2024 subjects did you want to discuss?
5: Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, I'm kind of supporting RFK Jr. at this point. I've never contributed to a presidential campaign until this year. Uh, And mostly not because I think RFK Jr. may win. Uh, I think his odds are long now, especially since he didn't join the green or libertarian party ticket, like you've mentioned before, but he, I think the the outsiders, uh, changed the conversation with the lead runners, um, kind of like Ross Perot did back in the day. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I, I think that the democratic party shooting themselves in the foot by not acknowledging RFK jr. Or this gentleman from Minnesota, um, that they're, you know, they should engage and, and talk, but they've just ignored. Like RFK Jr. I can't believe the Democratic Party. Kennedy's name does not mean anything anymore. It's like really, that's not you think you think what
3: with. you like, think that you think that Biden should have debated
5: him. I think he should have acknowledged him. I don't think he's mentioned the gentleman's
3: name. I mean, well, I mean just now just he's if- if the data is to be believed, both where the contributions come from and the polling data, he's probably doing a great solid for Joe Biden right now. You know, because he's running as an independent, and and now it seems he may be pulling more from from Trump than he does from from Biden. Uh, thank you, Phil. You're you're I part of the you're part of the twenty two percent. I was going to say.
5: Thank you, sir. Have a great day.
3: You too, Richard is standing by in Massachusetts. Hi, Richard. Greetings.
6: Hi. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good. Good. Hey, I have a thing about um, um, about the, the whole age about uh, the president. Yeah. I don't um, all the all the good things that he's done for this country. The Democrats do a horrible job by just going out there, just explaining what what he has done, along with the vice president. It's ridiculous because I have friends who are Trump supporters and they said, what, the what the hell has Biden done for this country? And it's it's crazy that those guys don't get the word out. It's unbelievable to me. Plus, Do
3: you think it would matter? Plus, like, is, is this a sales? Is this a sales issue? Do you think it would matter if you if you presented the facts as you believe them to be about this president? Are you are you turning heads? Are you convincing anybody? I'm not sure you are.
6: I'm not. So it, it, I think if. It's like repetition. If the if the president and the vice president get out there every day and start telling the American people what have what they've done, what they have right. they have accomplished so far, mm-hmm. I think they will resonate with a bunch of Americans. Like, oh, that's what you guys have been doing for the past three years. Yes, okay, got it. What's next? And so, if they just give us an update on what's going on, what they have, what they've been doing so far, I think. Well, I'll give you one. Start- I'll, I'll give you one that I think okay. is a given that they do a
3: poor job on. They were successful in passing the stimulus bill, the infrastructure bill. I guess I should refer to it yeah. as infrastructure. Uh, are there shovels in dirt? I know that Mitch Landrieu is is running that show and he's been a guest here talking about it. And if so, wherever there is public money being spent that came from that, there ought to be a sign that says, like, right here, here are your tax dollars building this bridge. They don't do it. Either, either that or everything is so bureaucratically tied up. I should know the answer to that. How much of that money is actually out the door? Because I think you'd feel better. We all have this perception that they've just blanked it away, don't we? But if you were on a train and, and the track was being repaired and you know that that came from the infrastructure bill, I think you're like, oh, OK, I see something tangible. Otherwise, it's like, whatever happened to that? This is Steve in Ann Arbor. What did you most want to say?
6: Hi, Mike. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, I just want to let you know that if you're going south from Ann Arbor to Toledo, uh, U.S. 23 has always been a disaster
5: of a freeway. and There's a sign up there now, and they're doing a lot of work, and it says product
6: of the uh, U.S. Bipartisan Infrastructure Act. So um, That's awesome. If, if you're ever up that's in a... Michigan, maybe look, look out for it.
3: Nice. I, I, I love it. I think that's exactly, you know, people need to see the reality of, of where it all happened. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. This is Daniel in Iowa. Hi, Daniel.
6: Hello. Um, I just had a, an observation. In Tell New me. Hampshire, the, uh, the Joe Biden chose not to register. He didn't make the deadline Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. But yet now he's, he's uh, running a write-in campaign. I think that's too cute by half. Well, I'm sure they don't want to be embarrassed by Dean
3: Phillips now that Phillips is is in the race. And so he's trying to play it both ways. Like, well, we really didn't even run in New Hampshire. Of course, I was like, oh, my God, that many people wrote me in. Well, look at that. I'll, you know, by golly, Stephanie, you're in Dallas. What's that one thing you wanted to say?
1: Yeah, I wanted to say,
4: Michael, thank you for having me. And um a lot of the issues with Joe Biden, I don't think it has to do with his age. I think people judge him on basically what we see as a nation. You know, we're looking at him, you know, and we're looking and we're saying, oh, wow, it looks like it's something wrong with him. You know, so I think that's where a lot of that comes from.
3: Yeah, and I think it also is being shown on a loop in certain quarters. Like, I, I don't expect you're going to go to Fox and you're going to see Trump's gaffes shown there a fraction of the time that they are showing you Biden's. Hi, Guy, you're in Bonita Springs, Florida. What did you most want to say?
6: Hi, Michael. I, I just want to say uh, one of the things that I, I don't understand, and, and I get a little frustrated sometimes with your show, because right now the House investigation is showing direct payments. Checks money going directly to joe briban and and you don't make any effort to say anything about it. It frustrates me
3: so i'm I'm paying attention one, two, I'm covering it in the newsletter. three, I've got limited real estate here. I'm not like seeking to hide it. I want to see so, where it goes, but there's are only so much time in the day, and the Gaza situation is limiting my ability to cover all the stories that I'd like to, but in the newsletter, yeah, I, I have I have it all.
6: Yeah, but, but money, direct payments from foreign countries, just like all the aid money going to the Ukraine. I mean, all this money was coming from Russia, Ukraine, China. I mean, it, that's very concerning to me, and then... The other comment I'd like to make Wait, is, can I know, just... the earlier caller
3: okay. was... Just to hurry up and finish. It's a lightning round. You know what? I actually have to, like, kind yes. of nicely put my foot down. Lightning round means one thing. Otherwise, five people who are on hold right now will not have their voices heard. Brian, Michigan, what's that one thing?
6: Yeah, there's 14 states... Hi, Michael. Hi. Um, there's 14 states that you cannot vote if you are a convicted felon. If Trump were to be a convicted felon, can he be on the ballot?
3: It's a great question. My hunch is that the states that say you can't vote didn't envision that there would be somebody actually running who was a convicted felon. I don't know the answer. It would be a state by state determination. I noticed that from yesterday until today, an update, the Mar-a-Lago document case judge, to me, that's the cleanest case against him. The Mar-a-Lago document case now seems to be willing to push that beyond. It's that's the one with the May trial date, perhaps beyond the election. That would be a big victory for Trump. But my law school classmate, Tanya Chutkin, in the January 6th case doesn't appear to be willing to cut him the same slack. John, greetings in New Mexico. What's that one thing you wanted to say?
5: Uh, I don't. I think the winning ticket that we could actually have a good race in the Republican primary is DeSantis and um, Haley. Her name, um, Haley. Haley combined at this point and announced they were going to be. She would be president, and he would. Be who's vice at president. the top? Who's at the top, at the top of the ticket? Who's at the top of the ticket? Um. Um. The lady, I forgot her name, uh Nikki Haley. Just because of the foreign situation we're in right now.
3: Yeah, I don't I see no I want
5: somebody I, who has foreign uh policy chops already got it.
3: there. I see no scenario where Ron DeSantis says, I'm the number two. I don't I don't think he would ever play that role and I don't know that she would either
0: more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, channel 124.
1: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app.
0: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.
1: Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix.
2: Ask your doctor about Cosentics.
4: My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive.
1: Through Project Up, Comcast is committing one billion dollars to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future
3: of
6: unlimited possibilities.